We are here for Spartan Up Podcast in Iceland, stuffed in this tiny little hotel room because it is freezing outside. We interviewed Katrin Davis Dotta. Well done. She is tough as nails. Woman's uh, fittest woman. World's fittest woman, two years in a row, CrossFit Games. She lost this last year, but she tells us how she's going to win this year, techniques she's going to use. Um, but also how she wants to um, make the world a better place. Yeah, that's. I I really see similarity. She wants to do what you want to do. She wants to change the world. Yeah, but she's I winning. Think she she's, will. She, she, she's cooler she than is. I am. I mean, she, and she's Viking. <laughs> we got Safra. We got Joe. We got Johnny. We got our producer Marion. And we've got a great interview. Let's watch. And it. We are in Iceland. Toodles. <laughs> We are here in Iceland for a most unbelievable podcast. I can't even believe we're having it with the world's fittest woman. I think she won 2012, 2013 CrossFit Games. No, 2015 and 16. 2015, 16. Mm-hmm. She's even younger than we thought. <laughs> she crushed it. And, um, and she knocked out a Spartan race today. And I'm going to attempt to pronounce her name properly. So it's Katrin. That's pretty good. Katrin. Davis, daughter, something like that? Davis, daughter. Davis, daughter. <laughs> it's close. But anyway, she's tough as nails. She grew up in Iceland. You could see why she's tough as nails. Um, I was broken just trying to go get rice crackers today, which was about 11 <laughs> feet from, from the hotel because the, the rain was going sideways. It's complete darkness. Um, uh, yeah, you just don't feel like this is a place where humans... Like, you don't see plants anywhere growing. No. Right? Didn't you feel... Uh, when, you, when you landed... Weren't you surprised by how flat it was? It's pretty flat. Yeah. yeah. I, when I've been in the States or abroad, that's how I was feeling. I'm like, wow, it really is flat. But, I mean, <laughs> where, where we have the race, uh, it's, it looks like it's mountainous uh, a bit. Well, we have mountains, yeah. Right. But there's no, like, it's just, it's lava or moss. You know, right. we don't really have any trees. But, yeah, it was really cool today. It's so funny that all week, I don't know when you landed, but I landed on um, Thursday morning. And Thursday and Friday were beautiful. It was like a blue sky. And by the way, what she means by beautiful is like um, only 20 below zero. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was cold, but it was beautiful. It was sunny out and blue skies. Yeah. And today we got the real Icelandic weather. And it was so funny that I was hiking up that mountain. And it's, I've actually never been up there. And it was pretty steep and it was icy. And, you know, it's like you've really got to take one step at a time. Just make sure you don't slip onto the next person and just make it up there. And once you got up there... That was the most wind I've ever been in, like outside. I've never been outside in windy weather like that. And the whole, I was just thinking, I was like, how cool is this? Like, when would I ever be up in a mountain in wind like this? We had 200 fans up there blowing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. There were a few people that got blown off the mountain. Are you kidding? No, they rolled oh down. They had to gosh. climb back up. It was crazy. It was like 60, 70 miles an hour. It was nuts huh. with the ice and everything. So yeah. you're lucky. You're strong. You hung on. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a lot of fun. And the same thing, like going down the mountain, again, it was really hard. You know, just like you, you got to focus on one step at a time. The, the rocks are loose. There was ice there or snow. And we, that's what we purposely choose and, and develop courses that are tough. It was really cool. And it was, yeah. I, I love that I got to do my first one here back in Iceland. Yeah, back in Iceland. Yeah. So you don't live here full time? No. I live mostly in Boston, wow. or just outside of Boston, in Natick. Okay. That's where my coach is, Ben Bergeron, and at C. Yeah. that's where I train almost all the time now. You know, this is a full-time job for me, and I want to be the best in the world. And Well, you are the best in the world, but you lost this last year? I took fifth this year. Fifth. What do you think happened? 
No, I was prepared and I worked really hard last year. And if there's something that I can pinpoint is that I didn't have as much fire as I had before. Yeah. Um, and I can't pinpoint why that was. I'm, other years I had a certain drive, you know, in 2014, I didn't make the game. So I, that whole year before the 15 games, you were I, crazy. I was crazy. Every yeah. single, tra- right. I, I never wanted to right. not make it back to the game. So every I, single decision you made on a daily basis was, is this decision going to get me in the games? Is this yeah. decision going to get me yeah. win the games? And I just, I just kept going and going. Right. And then I win the 15 games from not making it to win. And, and it was talked about as a fluke. And I wanted to prove that it wasn't. It wasn't a fluke. So yeah. every day I went in and, and I went again. And maybe, I don't know, it's you're not... Feeling, you're I resting on some laurels now, maybe. No, I, no, not at all. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was some kind of like loss of confidence or if... I, I, I do thrive under pressure. I love pressure. I love when people expect things of me. And I feel like I, I love performing to that standard or trying to do even better. Um I don't know what it was, but or maybe I got tired, but I didn't have I can I can see it and I came off the field. I don't know why it was. I didn't have the fire. And not winning. You're back. Man alive. Hearing I've heard my name at the end of it and hearing someone else's name. I if I, if I know I can win, I want to win. And that's You ever see fire. um you're probably too young for this. You ever see uh, the original Rocky movie? Actually, I have seen it. So, yeah. so the original Rocky movie, I remember seeing it as a kid and thinking, this must happen to boxers a lot where they make money because then it goes into Rocky II mm-hmm. where he makes some money. He finally beats Apollo Creed. And then they get a little fat and lazy. I'm not saying you're fat <laughs> at all. <laughs> but they start to, exactly what you're saying, they start to maybe rest on some laurels or, or whatever it is. They just don't have yeah. that same fire like, when, like he had when he was fighting the champ. And I wonder, I'm just going to throw this out there. Mm-hmm. I wonder if rather than being in Boston, which is a little bit of a cushy place, right? Um, you should be training at an outdoor CrossFit gym in Iceland year round. <laughs> right? Because, you know, like animals, right? Think about like the difference between a wolf and a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. Wolves are outside, right? They're tough as nails. Golden retrievers, they get a little soft. You feed them on demand, they, right? <laughs> you don't. I mean, we don't want with, you to get- yeah, with what I do, it definitely just lower the intensity if I was outside and in the rain and in the cold. <laughs> but like today, this was a perfect opportunity and I had so much fun and just get to test your mental grit and right. the unknown. And I don't know what obstacles come up next or I failed a couple obstacles. I mean, I'd always try and I almost made it. And instead, you can be like bummed about it. But now I'm like, okay, I'm going to go master that obstacle. And But first, I'm going to do my 30 burpees and keep moving, you know, fail sure. and fail fast. Sure. Um. But yeah, definitely like this year, I have that kind of fire in me. And You're coming back. I, it's, it's, it's so crazy to say, but sometimes the toughest things I've been through and what seemingly in the moment is the worst thing that can happen to me, those have been the best things for me. You know, not making the games, best thing that ever happened to me. Sure. Not winning the games, I'm going to make it the best thing that ever happened to me. Well, I, just don't, don't quit on this idea yet. You might want to come train a little bit in Iceland. I do, I do, I right? do. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I love Iceland. Whenever go old I, school. Remember Rocky went to Siberia. He trained. I think it was Rocky five, maybe I Rocky I four. Gotten so far into Rocky. Rocky four <laughs> in Siberia in the snow. I could see you doing it. We could film it. Okay, carrying logs, running up and down mountains. You know what? I will do it. I'll do yeah. it. But um, as I say, like whenever I come back to Iceland, I realize like how much I love it here. But the thing about Boston is that I, that's the environment where I've created no distractions. Got that's it. where I've got. got I've there's just nothing. There's nothing. Focus. Yeah, that's the only thing. And here I'm. I I can be like a little butterfly. You know, yeah, it's that's all my a good best point. friends. That's a good point. You got my a lot family. Of friends here. Yeah, 
You yeah. have to go like to the way west or east. You know, or How about we go to Russia and the snow there? Well, I like Russia. Yeah. I think Siberia okay. would be good. <laughs> <laughs> or Mongolia. <laughs> Tough on me up a little more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what's next? The ga- you got the games. When when are the games? By the way, the games are the first week in August. I think. Um, first week. In, so when will you start training hard? I'm training hard. Yeah, I the really. Competition's am. now gonna know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm training hard. I um I know it's like you, some people like taking it in seasons, and I mean I'm not as fit as I'm gonna be in August, but I'm working so much more on strength and technical stuff and endurance base right yeah. now, and then I'll go more into fitness as soon as we hit the open, and then of course I gotta peak my fitness and peak everything in August, and it's so hard to be on top of your game all year round. You can't, your head can't, and sure. your body can't. So you gotta take it in waves, and I take a a lighter season right after the games but for me to feel when i'm when i'm i i love working i i want to work harder than anyone else and i want to know i i want to keep working all the time and for me to feel confident when i stand there at the crossfit games i need to know that i did everything that i could and that means on the 16th of December that I did everything that I could sure. on the 17th. And some days that might mean I need to rest. And I take a full rest day every single week. Is it hard so for you to rest? I get a little antsy. Yeah. I like, I want to be, I have a hard time doing nothing. Yeah. You know, I, I, I need to constantly be doing something and need to feel like I'm progressing. And that's when, that's when I'm the happiest. My coach always calls me the sled dog. You know, yeah. like sled dogs want to be working. Sure. And when they're held, when they're sitting there and they're in a band, they're howling because they want to go out and work. And they're the happiest when they just get to work so hard. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I want to, I just want to work. I love it. I love it. So um, sponsors cover it. Like this is what you do full time? It's what I do full time. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I used to be a full-time student and I used to coach and I used to try and train and because it's things that I thought that I was supposed to be doing. And um, I was spread very thin. And in the beginning of 2015, that's when I was like, okay, I'm, I don't know what I want to do in school. I was going to take the semester off and, and figure that out. And I go to Boston, so I just kind of took off coaching too. And I just focus 100% on training. And it's so cool. When you focus 100% on, not like 90%, not give it, give it everything that you have, like yeah. magic starts happening. We say it's, extreme success requires extreme sacrifice, yeah. right? So you give yeah. up everything else and focus. Yeah, it's really cool. So that's what I did. And, and I, I love that. I don't want to, this sport isn't going to wait for me. You know, I've, I can, I'm only young right now and sure. I can recover like I recover. Quickly. And this is when I have, I have, this passion for this right now. So I want to feel that and I want to do everything I can with that. You know, I, I'm not going to have that forever. So when I can, I just want to know that I'm giving everything that I have. After, um, let's say, three more wins, right? Three more, three <laughs> more CrossFit game wins. You get them. Then what? Like, what's way out on the horizon? I have so many things that I want to do. So I love, I love sharing my story. I love being on this podcast. So thank you. Cool, no problem. I love reaching an it's audience. Normally seven hours, so we got, we got, <laughs> we got some time. Yeah, um, I love listening to other people's stories. You know, everyone has a story. Everyone has something that they've been through, something that they were going through, something that they overcame. I love anyone's story. So I love sharing my story too. So I love. I want to work on TV. I love being in front of cameras. Nice. I love talking. I want to do public speaking. I want to write a book. I I have so many things that I want to do. 
And I know now's not the time for me to do all those things. I take the opportunities when I think they're right and when they fit into my schedule. But I know to be able to, I don't know, work on TV or to be able to write a book and have an audience and share my story, I need a bigger platform. Sure. And for me, that's to be a better athlete right now. You yeah. know, so I focus all my time on that. But I have like, I, I constantly, I, I get like, like I told you, like I get antsy and I want to do so many things. And sometimes I'm like, okay, we got to relax. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, that's ex- that's exciting. So, so yeah, it sounds like uh, it sounds like a great path. Uh, win some more games, write some books, get on TV. It's actually uh, <laughs> sounds like Rocky. You're like the female Rocky. <laughs> that's pretty badass. Thank you. Yeah. That might be my female, favorite compliment I've gotten yeah. ever. <laughs> Good stuff. But yeah, so, as, as long as I love this, I, I'll just I'll keep going. As long as I think I can get better, as long as I haven't reached, I don't. I think I can get better, like right now. I haven't reached anything. There's so many things I can improve on, and I love this. I'm just going to I'm gonna keep going. What about family? We are very close, especially like my closest family and my grandpa. So they all they do come and visit me, and I get to, I try and spend as much time as I can home, especially like this time of the season. When it gets closer and like into the season, I don't get to travel as much, and that's when they, they come to Boston and visit me, and nice. they always come and support me at regionals and at the game. So that uh, really means a lot to me. I have a lot of support from my family. And you I, need I that. You need yeah. that to play at the game. I, was say, I wouldn't be able to do it any other way. Yeah. Yeah. What um what tips in this journey that you've taken could you give to the listeners out there? Like what people uh, say to me all the time, Joe, I want to get motivated. How do you get motivated? How do I push through? How do I achieve goals? What what would you say? First, I I try and always encourage people to do what they love, to really do what they love. Don't be in a job because it's secure for you. You know, you're just gonna be there. Don't staying in that job. You know, because you think you because you think you need it, you're not going to get the job that you really want because you have that job. You know, it might be scary. Sometimes it's scary taking the risk. But when you do something that you absolutely love, you do it better than anything else. And you're going to get good at it, and it's going to be a success. So that's the first. Do what you love. Do what you love. And then I think it's to find a purpose for what you're doing. You know, things get tough. Even the things training for me there are days that are really tough there are days that you know I've already trained twice and I still need to go to the pool and swim a 2k and it's 7 30 at night and I'm so hungry and I'd rather you know not go to the pool but I need to know why do I need to go to the pool you know I need to have a why and for me that why is I want to be able to I want to be able to inspire people you know I get it's a message that I got the other day that means the world to me that a girl watched me on Netflix talk about being the best version of myself after she just started CrossFit and she'd been depressed. And she was talking about how, you know, she'd be at the gym and she couldn't do pull-ups and she'd be doing pull-ups until literally her hands would tear. You know, she did that every single day. It was such hard work. And then she could do a pull-up. And, you know, just being the best version of, like, being better at pull-ups, she could, like, translate it from the gym to being a better version of herself in life. And now she has a better life. And her being so inspired and getting better, I'm sure, is inspiring others. Sure. And for a long time, and it still always is, my grandmother also. I always feel like we're together. She passed away in 2016, but she's with me at all times, you know. And I just want to... She was my biggest supporter, my best friend. Your, was this your mom's mom? Yeah, we were very, very so close. So she was Icelandic. She was tough as nails. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, she was. And she was the biggest, brightest light in the room. You could always hear her in the stands. Everyone knew who my grandmother was. Nice. I just want, I, I always, now I, I always feel like she used to be in the stands and now she's out there with me. 
So I always want I want to make sure that I make her proud. So I always have these motive like I know why I'm doing things. And when I know why, that 7:30 pool session isn't so hard anymore. One question I didn't ask, how'd you find CrossFit? So I did gymnastics from 6 to 16. Wow. And when I was 16, I I just wanted to try something else and I wanted to track. And I started in an off season and I loved it. There was so much conditioning. We're always doing intervals on the track. Like the training was so hard. I absolutely like I loved it. And then like it's broken into like off season, competition season, off season, competition season. And once we had competition season, we would kind of like the training would be so light because we're always tapering for a competition. And then it'd be a competition day. And I didn't even know what I wanted to compete in. And I just started. So I wasn't even like, I mean, I hadn't worked on it, but I wasn't that good at anything. And we didn't get to train. And I was like, all I wanted to do was to keep doing all the hard work. So that didn't work for me. And then I did another like build up season, which I loved. But then I was like, I couldn't figure out a sport. I kind of just wanted, I didn't want to pick one thing. I want to do everything. Like I would have wanted to be a heptathlete. athlete. Sure. Um, so I was kind of like, after that summer, I was kind of like a little bit lost. I went a little bit back to gymnastics, a little bit of track. And it was really, it was really confusing for me. I've always had this. I honestly think I was born competitive. I was always competing in like the stupidest things. It was like, make my brother like, all right, race me to the next lamppost. I'm going to make toast faster than you. Seriously. Like (laughs) we can't even play board games in my house. Um, So I was born that way, but I've always been like, I need to wake up with a goal in mind. I need to wake up knowing that I want to become better at something. Sure. And suddenly like, I didn't have that anymore. And I think I was just kind of, kind of lost. And, this was, and then in the summer of 2011, Annie Thor's daughter, another Icelandic um, woman, wins the CrossFit Games. Uh-huh. And this is, CrossFit is kind of young, and CrossFit isn't in Iceland, but she wins, and CrossFit blows up, and everyone in Iceland knows, like, it was on all the news and all the media, and it blows up, and everyone wants to start CrossFit. And it, I think they were showing, like, footage from the CrossFit Games on the news and my mom and my grandma are just sitting there just going I don't know maybe you should try that like maybe you'd be good at that so I I just called her gym I just went to her gym and I don't I can't remember exactly like it was a dip in in the memory I like went the next day and that was it it really was I was it was so it was just conditioning and everyone wanted to compete and you can like all the the things you love yeah so I did boot camp and I did CrossFit at the start and it took me three weeks and I remember telling my mom I was like I want to make it to regionals which is like the pre-competition for the games and it was only a couple months until that changed into I want to make to the CrossFit games and I, I I remember I put this bracelet on and it was just like a yellow bracelet and but I put her on. I remember it was probably somewhere I started in September and this must have been somewhere around the new year. And I was like, This is my reminder that I'm gonna go to the CrossFit Games. Love and whenever it. I was like holding a plank or on the treadmill, like you're always running, I'd always see it. I was like, it made me work so hard. I just work relentlessly until I made it to the CrossFit Games. What um any kind of mental training that you do throughout the year? Yeah, I do a lot. And I think that was the biggest kind of differentiator for me from not making the games in 2014. I was physically capable that year, but I kind of broke down mentally at those regionals because I was just very nervous and very much aware of like what other people were doing and how good they were and and not just like focus on what I was doing. Um, And then I started reading sports psychology and working with my coach in 
the end of 2014, beginning of 2015, and that's when it all changed for me. And I think the biggest thing and the thing that I try and just tell people is just to be the best version of yourself. You can't be any better. I remember when I realized that, that I was always, like, nervous about, like, okay, it's a it's a workout with deadlift and legless rope climbs. And I'm like, oh, like, okay, those aren't my best movements. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, they're going to go so fast. And I kept, like, and I, and of course, I'm getting nervous when I can't figure out how to go faster, you know, maybe they just are today better at that, you know, and I can't change, I can't go work on it when I'm in the competition. Like I can stress about it later and I can work on it. But right now, like what's the best thing that I can do? And that's go as fast as I can go. And that kind of both, it takes away the pressure because like I can, I can do my best if nothing else matters. But at at the same time, it puts on a tremendous amount of pressure because I got to do my best and Your nothing best. less than that. That's right. You know, you yeah. can't take your foot off the gas pedal. But that's what I like. I want to do my absolute best, have no regrets. And it's just do your best. Focus on you. You can't control an outcome. You can't control what our athletes are doing. It's just focus on just you. Just do your best. Yeah. I love it. Just <laughs> do your best. Spartan up. Toodles. Toodles. <laughs> I don't even know what it means. <laughs> it means goodbye. Oh. <laughs> In what language? Uh, my parents. It sounds like out of like sound of music. <laughs> She's awesome. She's so awesome. Was she right? Yeah. I mean, much more than world's fittest. When somebody hears world's fittest woman, you're going right to muscles and fitness, and but she's so much more than that. Yeah, yeah. she's Biking. definitely she's definitely all that. But but using that as the uh, the launch pad for everything else. You know what was cool is uh, when the cameras were off and she was walking away, like she was super proud to be a Viking. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. You see that her wrists were like twice the width yeah. of mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, what are in the jeans or in the stock of these people? I mean, there's not that much food. There's reindeer and lichen here and some fish. It's like There's not who, many plants, Miss uh Oh, there's tons plant of bryophytes. Listen, there are actually. Joe, tons of in there. <laughs> I eat them all the time. Everyone Broccoli, bryophyte. Look, if you eat your deer antler velvet and lichen, then maybe you produce children that are like Katrin. <laughs> Katrin. Smart, beautiful, strong. And purpose, kind and humble, purposeful, caring, and like curious about other people. Enough of a role model and a great influence (laughs) that uh, she was turning heads. I mean, they're. There, there are really elite athletes in there tonight. They were blown, the away, blown away that she was there. I, I just want to give you a quick story. Not only is she a gigantic celebrity here, where every person who sees her knows her, and like yeah. right off, literally, I took a picture while, while she was in here, and I sent it to three CrossFit friends in Canada. All three replied back, "Holy." Yeah, I think there was. I didn't. I didn't put a name. I didn't put anything. Joe. It was pretty. Joe's incredible. speechless. Joe. Joe's speechless. But but but, <laughs> but listen, it, it's it's clear. It's clear that we're all incredibly impressed. Like, I mean, we we could go on totally. all day about how fantastic she is. But let's talk about things that we were impressed by and what she said. I, I just want to share one that really made a difference for me is why she's doing this. And she said, like, it's important for me to do this, but it's because I want to create a platform. And she actually used that term. Um, I need to win a few more times to have a big enough platform to change the world. To, books to, and to movies books and, and things that are going to inspire. She wants to inspire. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, so I thought that was really cool that, that um, she's not just taking a, you know, a natural talent and exploiting it simply for her own gain. She sees an opportunity to leverage that into, um, into an enormous uh, change. And, you know, over the last 200 podcasts we've done, one of the common themes is, you know, will it make the boat go faster? Extreme focus to get yeah. extreme success. And uh, 
She already, she already had all these concepts nailed. It was all yeah. part of our wiring. Yeah, she's and, like, and I she, love to work. Yeah. She loves to work. She loves to work. And she, Who doesn't? And she quantified it. I love when she said, not yeah. 90%, not 95%, not 99%. Yeah. 100%, 100% focused in Boston. And uh, I love the sled dog analogy. You know, there's always that dog, the worker dog. Yeah, yeah. Her, her coach says, you're my sled dog. Yeah, yeah. I love that one. You're yeah. happiest when you're working. And, and, and I think she said it when we were off camera, too, but her mom actually did uh, the sprint. Yeah. Just yeah. now, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, she's worried about her and rooting her on and helping her out. But And, you know, that's that's great to be the kid that inspiring your mom to come back. And she walked in with some other people and had a great time. Yeah, yeah. no, no. She got her mom out there in the rain and back the cold. And so, back so, to the so that's today's success. Um, another thing that was really important when she talked about failure and had such a good perspective on failure and said, and you could see the, the sort of a range of emotion when she talked about the, the, the year she didn't succeed and she really paused to reflect on why and, and you could tell it, it still hurts. She's still hurt by it. But she said, the worst things in my life when I look back have always turned into the best things and I'm not ever going to let that be the worst thing. It was the worst day and it's going to be the best thing that ever happened to me. And that mental focus and power and just intention to, to say, it's happened, what am I going to do with it? As opposed to, excuses and victimization and no i i um i agree she's got her head screwed on straight and and anybody at that age that has their head screwed on that straight mm-hmm. they're gonna be our boss in the future and they're gonna run the world yeah she's just sure. got good energy i mean like she's in the room she fills a room you know what mm-hmm. i mean she was just in here and like the room was lighter and happier and joyful and it takes like that's something that you can't teach you can't learn right you're born with that that's that's just an innate characteristic so, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna challenge you on that okay I think that it's certainly she naturally has that yeah but it's also something I think she's developed I think she has actually sure. really been intentional about you train it like you train your body absolutely and, and I mean that in the most positive way she's oh, taken yeah. a, a natural ability but I think I think people can learn that I think people can teach themselves charisma because so much of charisma is a contribution like when you sit with her she doesn't need anything from you. She's not, she's not here to take any of your energy at all because she has it. Right. And so, so if, if anyone ever wants to be charismatic, they need to stop worrying about how much they can get from anyone else and just how can they be a contribution. And when she said to you, I think it was just after the, the interview, she said, um, I'm so sorry I spoke so much. I really want to learn more about you. That's and she so wasn't lovely. She That's was so lovely. But, but that's the amazing thing is, um, is just truly um, feeling like you're operating from abundance. And yep. I think that's where that charisma comes from. And abundance. Abundance. Yes, what, 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 did, what did she say about her grandmother? Right. What? So her grandmother was like the shining light, better than anybody else. She was interested in what other people have to say, and she would pass on this this light. Right? Yeah, and that every single person her grandmother interacted with, whether it was in a uh, elevator or on the street, came away feeling so much better about who they were in the world, about their day. And she said, and that's what inspires me. I want to be that person. That's what it is. That is such a powerful tool. With that said, see, let's you, wrap everyone. this up so that everybody Joyful. out there listening could take all the energy from this podcast. Put on a bracelet. And, and maybe not head into an elevator, maybe a staircase and inspire maybe some people. a sure. sauna or a sweat lodge. So to do so, go to spartan.com slash podcast. You'll see all our episodes there. We've got hundreds now of incredible interviews. This was definitely a phenomenal one. And sure. there are some other incredible ones in there. The other thing I ask you to go to iTunes, go to YouTube, subscribe, and then you'll never miss us again. Every week we're bringing you great people. Like Karen Dafferstotter, world's fittest Katrin. woman. Katrin. Katrin. Toodles. Fittest podcast. Thank you for watching another epic story of success. If you like our message, please share Spartan Up with your friends and subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you catch our show, maybe in the woods. Spartan Up is brought to you by Spartan Race. To find a race near you, visit Spartan.com. Spartan.com.